there is only one you came to me a few years ago when I was looking at switching careers again. And I said, it stayed with me my entire life. So when I was 24, I remembered that quote and around the world, somehow it just always appeared. And I said to myself, if I can stay in my lane, if I compare myself to no one, and I take ownership of who I am and what I can create and deliver. It does not matter because I'm stepping into what I know best, what I believe I can achieve, and what I believe I can create. And that's how I got around the imposter syndrome. And it's not to say that, you know, standing alongside a supermodel, you don't feel equal, <laughs> but you just go, you know what, that's their path and this is mine. Welcome to Successful with ADHD. I'm Brooke Schnittman. Let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Successful with ADHD. Today, I have Tori Archbold. Did I say that correctly? Okay. You did. <laughs> uh, and we are going to be talking about flow and building momentum. Tori has quite the background where she has worked with companies from Adidas to Zara, and she helps women in a C-level suite position. She has changed her career tracks. She is a stepmom, a mom, got married in her 40s. I can very much relate to that. I'm just so excited that you're here, and there's so much more. I know that you wrote a book, which congratulations. That's amazing. Can you show that to all of us now? Here we go, Brooke. (laughs) So you know mindset is huge. We can't do anything without a growth mindset. So superpower is your belief, and that is the title of her book. And she works with lots of successful women to really uh, just propel them forward and figure out their purpose and living their dreams. So welcome, Tori. Oh, what an introduction. Thank you so much, Brooke. And you know what? Self-belief is anyone's superpower, which is why I wrote the book. Because as you say, when you have that success mindset, anything is possible. Totally, totally. Well, I know that you weren't always this way, feeling like you had that self-belief. Just can you take us back a little bit before you started realizing that anyone can have self-belief and it's a superpower? Yeah, I feel like when I was a teenager, everyone wanted to place me in a box. You can't talk. You can't do this. You will never become successful. I think you should go off and get married and have three kids and join a few clubs. And I always knew in my heart of hearts that was not my destiny. And I've always trusted my intuition and it's never, ever failed me. And I think that's really important for anyone listening to this podcast. It's like the secret whispers of life and your gut instinct know you better than other people. And so when I was growing up, you know, I really got an education in the university of life because when I left school, again, it was like, I'll go and do an interior design course. I think I lasted less than a year and it just wasn't my jam. And I decided to back myself and go on a working holiday visa from Australia to London. And I fell in love with the power of storytelling, Brooke. And I think that this really is the crux of the story. When you fall in love with something that brings passion into your life, 
it's a green light. And I had the opportunity um, to work with, you know, the world's best storytellers. So I did little stints with like MTV Europe, Nickelodeon, Columbia TriStar, George Lucas Films, even Howard Stern when he launched the movie into London all those years ago. And I came back to Australia and people wanted to place me into a box again. It was like, no, no, no you can't work in media, you can't do this, you can't do that, go and have the three children, um, decorate a house and life is going to be all rosy with the white picket fence. And I just knew that just was not my destiny. And so at that point in time, I decided to back myself and I decided to, you know, really follow what my heart was saying, but most importantly, what I was passionate about. And so after years of rejection from, I guess, my tribe and my immediate community, at 24 years of age, I started a PR company. And when you fast forward to, you know, when I was 44, I ended up with 22 staff, 10 freelancers. I had attracted the world's top performing brands, celebrities, and influencers as clients. And I guess the power of the story is none of this would have happened if I didn't believe in myself, if I didn't have the right mindset, because I never questioned that I could do it. I never questioned that I could attract those opportunities. But I guess the key to success is always anchoring what it is that you're passionate about to core values. And my three core values, and I talk about it a lot in the book, because when you anchor um, everything to your truth, your intention, your purpose, but it's aligned with your values. That's when the miracles of life start finding you. So my values have always been passion. I was passionate about storytelling. I was passionate about creating and building brands. The second one was integrity because let's face it, no one wants to work with assholes, Brooke. <laughs> and, you know, it took me a long time. Unfortunately, <laughs> everyone's got one. Everyone's got one. And I remember the first time I said that in an interview, I was absolutely mortified at myself. I said, I can't believe I've said that out loud, but you know what? It's the truth. Unless it's you're like- a sociopath, like why would you ever want to work with someone or you have extensive trauma, right? Yeah. You just don't want to do it. And the third one was delivery because I always knew you're only as good as the last podcast chat, the last presentation, the last campaign that you'd run. And so what happened was I was showing people how they could work with me, why they should. And it built momentum, which meant that I had advocacy. So 80% of my business was built on referrals. And we ended up working with all of these extraordinary brands. And in fact, the last three brands that we launched into Australia was um, Victoria's Secret, Steve Madden, and um, Drew Barrymore's Flower Beauty. So there you go. From nothing to something, it's mindset matters. So that's humongous. Congratulations, by the way. And I completely agree with you. Mindset matters. I completely agree with you that trust your gut and the gut really comes from your passion and your values and your strengths. And I'm curious, you chose at 24 to go against what you were hearing from your family and friends. It's not common that people Mm -hmm. do that at such a young age. And I know you don't have ADHD, but for women, right? For powerful women like you, we very often have imposter syndrome. So Mm. how was it that you knew that you could trust your gut? Mm. I think that when you listen to the power internally of who you are, anything is possible. And I love the fact that you brought up imposter syndrome because it's like, am I good enough? Can I do this? Will these brands like me? Can I deliver? 
all of those questions, of course. So my mindset was this, and I think it goes back to that, you know, um, Dr. Zeus about there is only one you, right? There is only one you. And I remember this because no matter where I was in the world, and ironically, I was in Malibu a couple of weeks ago, and I said to my friend Jay Glazer, oh my gosh, that's the shop where this quote about there is only one you came to me a few years ago when I was looking at switching careers again. And I said, it stayed with me my entire life. So when I was 24, I remembered that quote and around the world, somehow it just always appeared. And I said to myself, if I can stay in my lane, if I compare myself to no one, and I take ownership of who I am and what I can create and deliver. It does not matter because I'm stepping into what I know best, what I believe I can achieve, and what I believe I can create. And that's how I got around the imposter syndrome. And it's not to say that, you know, standing alongside a supermodel, you don't feel equal, <laughs> but you just go, Exactly. But you just say to yourself, you know what, that's their path and this is mine. And what you've got to remember is story very big of you, right? And I think that I know what you're saying lies true, right? And it and there's so much truth to it. But I still can't get over the fact that you were 24 and you trusted your gut. Did you feel before that, you know, everyone was telling you, you got to get married, you got to do this. Mm. And you said, nope, I'm not doing that. I'm following my own path. I'm following. Were you always like that? I think because I'd faced so much rejection in my life that I really thought rejection is projection, right? So often I'm interviewed and people say to me, how did your career start? And I say, my career started with rejection. Everyone's saying no. Now, if everyone's saying no, you've got no money in the bank, which I had no money, (laughs) but I had all these big ideas. What are you going to do? You kind of backed into a corner. So when you're backed into a corner, you've got a choice, you know, and the choice is how do you choose to propel forward? And I chose to follow my passion which landed me into my purpose. Now, that's not to say that I didn't lose that passion in those 20 years when I had that business because I did. I lost it several times and Mm -hmm. I had to come back into alignment with myself and truly ask myself, is this what I want to do, right? Mm -hmm. Now, because 20 years in one job is a long time. Like it's a long time to stay. I know you don't have ADHD, but for people with ADHD, we're hopping every two to three years. Yeah. Exactly. And so I'm I'm pointing this out because it, it takes a lot to stay focused and to evolve and to grow for that amount of time. But now I look back on it and I say it's the greatest gift, but I lost my passion three years before I shut my agency, if I'm really mm. honest with you. Well, but good it, for you that you... Yeah. Decided. I know it was three years, but and I apologize for cutting you off. But no. some some people stay in it for way too long. And I just just from the short amount of time that we were talking together, I am sure that even though you lost your passion three years prior to shutting down your business, you still performed at an average to above average level. You might have not been at your optimal level, and you weren't living in your authenticity. But at the same time, I'm sure you gave it a lot. Yes and no. 
I'm going to challenge that. I've got to be really honest with that. Yes, in the sense that I put people in that could run my business. Yeah. So I took a step back to find what I truly wanted for myself. Right. I think that's really important as well. You take a step back and you've got to create space to truly understand, okay, well, for the next 20 years of my life, do I want to do this or do I want to step into something bigger or am I just happy motoring along? And the answer was, I needed a break. I was burnt out. And so I put structures in place where I could do that. But then when you talk about high performance and what triggers that, you know, turning point to step you into the next um, season of your life, for me, it was that I'd become irrelevant, right? And I think this is really important because you've spoken about imposter syndrome. You've spoken about stepping into your power. You know, I've spoken about rejection, starting my career, and then all of a sudden, you know, to everyone else, I had this high-powered career. But when it actually came down to the crunch, we were launching Kate Spade into Australia, and my team had said, Tori, um, can you please come to this event? And it was early in the morning and I decided I was only working a few days a week. I was going to allow the team to run my business. I was spending more time on myself and with my daughter. I was a single mom at that point. And I said, if it's really important to you, yes, I will. So I came along to this event. And of course, in business, we all have a manifestation list of what brands we want to work with or what people or, you know, what businesses, products and services would be our ideal, our ultimate and, you know, once you start ticking off that list and you start attracting them and delivering them, it, you know, it fills your cup. Anyway, I was speaking to this lady and I introduced myself because she said, who are you? And I said, well, I'm Tori. You know, I, I founded um, Torsta almost 20 years ago now. And um, these are the brands that we've launched. And she said, oh, I had no idea about any of this. And I said, well, tell me a little bit about you. And um, she was telling me, and I said, well, what other brands are you launching? What other brands do you look after? And she said, well, in six weeks' time, we're launching Victoria's Secret into Australia. And, of course, at that point, and I always have to say in interviews, that's pre-Jeffrey Epstein, right? This is when I have to say it, Brooke, because it's yeah. awful. You know, it's yeah. awful what came out in the wash. But before then, to work with Victoria's Secret was the ultimate Mm-hmm. Everyone wanted to be on that runway. Everyone wanted to be at the show, like the world's best musicians, the celebrities, the models, like they worked oh, yeah. hard to be a part of that magic. And I said, oh, have you got an agency? And she said, um, yeah, I think we do. Like we're down to the three, the shortlist of the three. And I said, well, did you not consider that we could be a part of this? And she said, well, I didn't know who you were. And so I started giving her my credentials saying, "Well." you know what, we're responsible for the biggest retail launch in global history for Zara, you know, 22,000 people through the doors on day of launch, a million dollars in sales. I have launched every major brand into Australia, but not only that, I've taken Australian brands when they've been five or $10 million and built them into $100 million businesses, prepared them for M&A, and this is what's happened. Mm-hmm. I know none of this, Tori. And in that moment in time, I realized I was irrelevant. I realized mm-hmm. by me stepping back from my business and letting other people run it, that we just were not on people's radars. Everyone was on cruise control. Now, I chosen to be on cruise control, but in that moment, I was like, I could do better than this. I am ready to step up again, but I'm not sure what this means. So I went back to the office and I said to them, guys, we're going to win this account get the credentials ready. We sent it off at seven o'clock that night. And this lady emailed me back and she goes, it's a long shot, but I'll send it off anyway. And we'll see what happens. 
11 o'clock at night, I get an email back from New York. You're one of two agencies that are shortlisted for the business. A week later, we won it, yeah? Wow. Now, for anyone listening who feels that they're irrelevant, all you have to do is go back into your career history and recognize you are relevant. You just need to show people the how, the why, who's advocated for you, what those results are, what you're passionate about, like what you stand for. And then the miracles of life started appearing. Two weeks later, I was like, I'm just going to remind people of the agency that we are. So I started doing these flashbacks on Instagram. And one of them was that um, Zara, this is what we created. And everyone, of course, recognized the crowds. I mean, this image has gone viral. Everyone knows it as the biggest retail launch. And I get this call from Steve Madden's head office. You're the one we're looking for. Didn't pitch for the business. Got the business, launched them into Australia. And then two weeks later, I get an email because all my life I've committed to three coffee dates a week you know, just to stay connected with people. And it's always been one with someone I know, one with someone I want to partner with and one with someone completely outside my comfort zone. And every time I was in LA, I'd tag two days on and I coffee date. And with a digital agency out there, you know, we'd connected. Two years later, she sends me this email. She said, Tori, my friend's launching a brand into Australia. It's a beauty brand. Would you be interested? And I was like, of course, send the details through. It's Drew Barrymore and her brand Flower Beauty. So within six weeks from becoming irrelevant, I was suddenly working with the three biggest American brands. I think that's incredible and such an inspirational message here. First of all, let's take a step back for a second. You were on cruise control with your PR brand, right? Totally. Making money. Yeah. You had everyone in the right seats except for yourself. Correct. (laughs) And you could have just continued to carry on, carry on, carry on, carry on. But clearly your core value of integrity showed up and said, ding, ding, ding. I'm not here just to make money. I'm here to make a difference and be passionate about what I do and to really show up for not only them, but show up for me. So you shifted, you got into your purpose. You're lit up by me just Mm. hearing you like you're (laughs) radiating right now. Seriously. And you took a big leap of faith because you didn't know what you were getting yourself into. And you landed three huge deals, like not what you expected at all, just because you went into a space that you were passionate about. And I know it's so scary for us to get out of our comfort zone and think about something new, even if it's something that we're passionate Mm -hmm. about. We're like, no, we can't make money doing that. No, I can't give up this high paying job. I no, I have to stay there. It's the golden handcuffs. I don't care if I'm on cruise control. Like I'm just going to, maybe I'll just start another business and run this other business at the same time. You took a huge leap of faith and you took a moment to like really get clear on your future and your vision, which I commend tremendously because I myself, like when I left public education, I left the golden handcuff job with tenure and I was in the best school system in the country and I left and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do something great. I'm not passionate about it. I know that ADHDers need more And guess what happened? I went right back into a job 
that was just like my job before because I couldn't figure it out and it was safe and I hated it. And then I gave myself the time to find this. I didn't search for it. It came to me. Kind of like what you're talking about. You have those conversations. You just like radiate what you want and it comes to you. And you talk about that in your book about like when you get into your flow, how things kind of just line up. Can you talk more about that? Yeah, I'll talk about that on an extension of how those three brands showed up because I think it's important. um, And I know you've got a lot of female listeners out there. It's when you follow the signs and you understand the doors that are meant for you will open and vice versa. The doors that are meant for other people will find them and you've really just got to go something bigger and better is coming along. Those three brands were obviously a gift from above and I feel honestly truly aligned that I received that gift because that gift taught me what I wanted. So being backstage at Victoria's Secret in New York, I recognize we're all alike. You know, there was a supermodel there that had a massive panic attack and I was able to help her. I felt more rewarded and nourished in my soul by helping someone else get out of a situation in which they felt they couldn't step onto the runway versus being in their power than saying, oh my gosh, this is so fabulous. Let me PR it. Right. So if I had to pick one moment, it was really having the ability to help someone else get out of a situation. That was, mm-hmm. that was the key learning for me. And I was like, oh, I really, that filled my cup. So that was one wow. thing. Then the next launch that we did, I loved it, but I was looking around and I was like, oh my God, this is so crazy. Look at all these influencers. This is like the best event but I was starting to feel empty. I was like circling the room and it's just like ticking boxes. And I was like, oh, this is really exciting for them, but I feel someone else could do a better job. Yeah, I've kind of done it. Then the third one was when Drew was out here and my daughter wanted to come along to the event and I had this golden rule, never get photographed with a celebrity. They are the stars of the show, like your clients are the stars. I had 60 little black dresses in my wardrobe and I'd always blend into the background. My daughter wanted to come along to the event. She wanted the photo with Drew. Drew was like, come in the photo, Tori, come, come, come. And you can see me in a little black dress with my daughter, just kind of like "Mm," smile because it just wasn't my thing because I knew when the photographer took that shot, my career would be over because I'd broken my golden rule. And there was this little thing inside of me. It was like, oh, my gosh, it's the timing is now to start again, to really look at the flow of life. You've learned these lessons from the other two brands. What's the lesson with Drew? And she got up and she spoke about owning your story, owning your power. And I was like, I'm going to shut my business and I'm going to start again. And I'm going to use the framework of 20 years creating and building brands Mm -hmm. for other people. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to show the world that you can create your own brand. You can stand in your truth. You can stand up with purpose to shine a light with other people. And all of a sudden, the green lights, as you say, because I'd gone through the process of being irrelevant to going, do I really want to stay in this career? Then all the signs kept showing up to me, which we call the green lights and the alignment and the doors were opening. Honestly, the name of Powerful Steps came about because my accountant was like, pick a name, Tori. I literally got online. Not only was a trademark available, but all the social, which is unheard of. Oh, my God. It was was just meant to be. And so I never questioned, 
starting a multi-million dollar business and starting again. I didn't question it once because I knew I was in alignment. So for those listening going, well, what does it mean to be in alignment? It's first ask yourself this. Are you doing what lights you up? Do you wake up with a happy heart? Do you look at yourself in the morning and love what you see? Yeah. I can stand next to any supermodel in the world now and I see myself as an equal. Yeah. So look at yourself as an equal because you are an equal. But look at what lights you up. What gives you that fire in your belly, that magnetism? That is how you step into the green lights. It's doing the work on yourself and also recognizing when the game is up, like you did in your career. You're like, I went back, but the game's up. A lot of people go, but it's easy because I'm getting a salary and I know, you know what? Life is meant to be hard at times. Life is meant to throw you challenges because you can't learn, grow, evolve, level up and create a legacy for generations to come if you don't take a chance on yourself. A hundred percent. I think that's beautifully put. And people with ADHD are generally risk takers, but, and we usually have a really good gut and sixth sense. And we usually take risks when we're emotionally lit up, right? But we don't follow our gut enough. So how do you differentiate, Tori, when to... I don't know, like, what is that moment? And I'm sure it's different for everyone, right? Mm. Like in my position, it was different than your position, but like someone who's listening, right? And maybe they're just going through a phase, right? Mm. Maybe there's something else going on in their life and maybe they're burnt out. How do they know when they're not lit up anymore? (laughs) So I'm going to give two bits of advice and I'm going to share two rituals and mindset switches that I use to make decisions, but also to anchor me to my truth, right? Because a happy heart is a magnet for miracles. If you don't have a happy heart, you can't move forward. You can't make decisions. So the first one is this, you need to anchor yourself day and night. Okay. So every morning for over a decade now, I have a little bottle of lavender oil in my shower. I put three drops on my decollage. I inhale, exhale three times. It anchors me to my core. And then I just listen to what my body wants to tell me. Oh, you should call this person or, you know, maybe that's not right for you now, but it might be right for you down the track, right? After my shower, I action what my body tells me to do. Yeah, Mm, I I love that. Which is really important. You check in with yourself. You anchor yourself. You do body scans. Every day. Yeah. Every day. And then at nighttime, I complete the circle of life and I finish it off three drops of lavender, inhale, exhale, gratitude. You know, thank you, James, for introducing me to Brooke. Thank you for this podcast today. Thank you for us to be able to pay for it, our knowledge. Like that will be my gratitude tonight. So whatever has come into my life today that I am grateful for, it allows me to sleep at night. Yeah. Mm. So gratitude, happiness breeds, you know, energy shifting forward. So that's the first thing I do is I anchor myself with real real rituals that nourish my mind, spirit, and soul. The second thing, which was actually when I was burnt out, I always say like a crispy fried chicken, I'm sitting in front of this this Buddhist monk in Thailand at a health retreat 
And I was going through some really challenging times, Brooke, and I do talk about them to some extent in the book. And he said to me, um, you've got a choice, Tori. You're at the halfway mark of your life. And I was like, hmm. And he said, this challenge that you're facing, he said, I want you to think about it as like a really big pile of smelly shit. I, like I couldn't believe that Whoa. this monk was telling me this. Yeah, you're like, and excuse I'm me? I'm, I'm sitting here trying to be mindful. I'm closing my eyes. And then you say, what? And he's in the robe and he's like, think of it as smelling shit. And he goes, whatever challenge you're facing in life, you've got three choices. You can sit in it and you can sniff that shit for 45 years, 45 minutes or 45 seconds. Now, when I went back to Australia, I'm going to be honest with you. I used to wallow in the challenge for 45 minutes. And I just, I, I was trying to find the solution, but I couldn't. Now I don't even sniff the shit because I give myself 45 seconds and I go that challenge or that decision is going to become an opportunity and a possibility. And so with a simple mindset switch, it's that's why I am in alignment. Yeah. That's why I see so many green lights. But when a red light comes, it means it's time to level up. We're giving you this challenge. You might burn to the ground again, but you're going to rise like a phoenix, but you're going to find a way. And everyone out there listening, there is a way to navigate through whatever challenge you have. But if you use techniques such as gratitude or anchoring yourself or just giving yourself a moment, and the reason why I do that morning shower ritual in the shower is when he said to me, you have to learn to meditate, I was like, I've got no time for that. I'm busy. I'm a single mom. I miss out every excuse under the sun. And he said to me, I bet you have a shower on your own. And I do. And so that's my secret haven. And even my husband knows morning and night. Sometimes like last night he walked in and I was doing my evening gratitude and he goes and walks out again. He goes, that is your time. That is your anchor. Yes. That is your white light. Yes. I love that so much there. And the shower itself, when it hits your brain, right? Our creative flow just goes, right? There's so much science there. So I, I appreciate that your husband respects your boundaries and your time. Um, and obviously you have a healthy relationship of boundaries. So Tori, it's been a pleasure getting to know you more and to hear your story. Uh, and to talk about the green lights, the red lights, the like anchoring yourself, I think that's so important because, you know, all of these strategies sound amazing, but unless you check in with yourself, how will you know? How will you know, like, where's the baseline, right? So we, like, for you... Um, there really are no blinders. You're not stuck in the weeds. You are present and you are purposeful and you live each day with integrity. I appreciate that. No assholes in my life, Brooke. <laughs> and you're not going to sit in shit for 45 minutes. No part of that body it can be around you. <laughs> <laughs> Tori, it's so great speaking with you. And if someone wants your coaching or they want to read your book, where can they find you? Um, that they can find me at powerful-steps.com. And I do want to talk about the coaching just for a hot minute, Brooke, because I do believe a lot of people think they need ongoing coaching. 
I believe that if you can crack something in three sessions that opens your heart to the possibilities in life, you've got the wings to fly. So never think that when you sign on with a mentor or a coach that they're not there to help you fly because they are. And that is my philosophy. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Powerful Steps or LinkedIn. I show up every day on LinkedIn. I think it's, it's such a powerful you. tool. Follow me, Tori Archibald. Thank you I so much. I followed you and one of my uh, business women friends follows you as well. So uh, Tori's kind of a big deal, people. She has some good stuff. <laughs> oh, thanks, Brooke. Thanks for listening to this episode of Successful with ADHD. I hope it helps you on your journey. And if you need any additional support for you or a loved one with ADHD, feel free to reach out to us at coachingwithbrooke.com and all social media platforms at Coaching with Brooke. And remember, it's Brooke with an E. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.